0: You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics, 88.3 WCBN FM, Ann Arbor. Located on the web at wcbn.org. 15 seconds remain, Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambolini, he'll shoot, save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick, six ends remain, Tambellini shoots and scores! It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6 5 lead.
1: You are listening to the number one source for Michigan sports, WCBN 88.3 FM Ann Arbor. If you are an undergraduate who would like to get involved with the sports department, Email us at sports at wcbn.org. Hello, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. Angry Matters is the weekly news and media talk show, obviously, uh, almost too much news in the last couple of weeks to even Jeez. digest. It's almost becoming mind-numbing and, of course, troubling, but, uh, um, you know, I mean, I'll just take... Where to begin, I mean... Where to begin, but, I mean, I'll just take great exception to... Uh, to Donald Trump's jumping on the terrorism bandwagon regarding the Nice event. We have no idea whether this is connected to terrorism or whether this is just a deranged individual who uh, decided he wanted to commit murder-suicide. Murder-suicide is what's been going on with some of these police shootings, and of course, they're very troubling. But uh, let's remember that uh, when you characterize this as, quote, war— Uh, Donald Trump is very confused about what war is. We have war in Syria. We have war in Iraq, Afghanistan, Yemen, South Sudan. There are places where there's really war going on. I mean, Syria has seen 400,000 people die in
0: the last several years. And hundreds of thousands flee.
1: Yeah. And, of course, that's at the heart of the migrant crisis. Just fascinating to see uh, um, Theresa May, the uh, new leader of the Conservative Party in Great Britain, maneuver Boris Johnson into the foreign minister's post. Uh, I think this is almost a brilliant move of cleverness. She, of course, I'll just mention it very quickly, was in favor of remaining, but she's put him in the unenviable position of negotiating the leave. And I guess it's uh, part of that old adage. Put his big mouth to use. You did all the blabbing. You did all the bragging and all the. You made all these claims. Now make it happen. And it's like that old saying: "Keep your uh, your friends close and your enemies closer." (laughs) And of course, it keeps him out of the country as well.
0: And he's going to have to
1: work cold shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, from a lot of these. uh, From a lot of quarters. A lot of quarters. And it might be an uh, interesting predictor of Donald Trump's—and uh, I don't even want to predict this—in but in case Donald Trump becomes president, which ain't going to happen, I don't think. It's still a ways off. There's a, there's a lot of politics left to go. It's important to remember that polls this far out mean nothing, and this is really going to come down to the debates— uh, these are two candidates, by the way. We got the Republican convention starting. Yeehaw! That television lineup uh, tonight looks abysmal. Well, Rudy Giuliani. I think Scott I've Scott se- Bayo, I think is the highlight. Chachi
0: is that yeah. his name? Chachi. Good Lord! TV's Chachi. I don't
1: well, know why you they know, don't back when don't
0: bring uh, Flounder. Martin Luther King was murdered, and James Brown put on a. Concert that was going to be televised uh, to encourage people to, hey, don't take to the streets in anger. Just cool out for a little bit. Watch this. So with all the chaos that's going on in the streets of America, the Republican organizing committee has uh, brought Scott Bayo there to to keep the youth of America out of trouble for Excited. tonight. Excited,
1: and of course, uh, Duck Dynasty. Yeah, I the mean, Duck Dynasty guy too. What is also. this? A reject from the ZZ Top tribute band? This guy is a celebrity. I, I don't get it. I I don't even know his name. I could well, care less.
0: Also featured tonight are speakers who've had their lives negatively impacted by undocumented aliens, whatever that might mean.
1: Well, yeah, and you wonder if you if you had a roster of people that were killed just in the last year, you'd have uh, weeks and weeks of convention,
0: all the, all the victims of shootings in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, and that's. Another thing on my wick is the uh, slogan for today's uh, RNC uh, gathering is... Oh, make, ma- make
1: America safe make again. Make America safe again. Which is like, huh? Well,
0: well yeah, it's a real <laughs> head-scratcher here because, uh, you know, Scott Bayo notwithstanding, uh, the desire to be the law and order party is a little complicated here because, uh, well, let's see how this works. Um Back in the day when the Republicans were the law and order party, cops were happy to stand up there. We're against crime in the streets. We're against hippies and, you know, uh, Black Panther Party and all that stuff. And cops were part of that. Well, if you asked cops today, what would you like to implement uh, as a national policy that would make your very dangerous job safer? Ninety nine out of 100 are going to say stricter gun control laws.
1: Yeah, and indeed, that's been one of the areas where the NRA has opposed the uh, National Police Associations all over uh, the country for the, really the last decade since the assault rifle ban. Right. And um, I've pointed out that, of course, most of the, uh, the gun homicides in the United States are not from assault rifles, but assault rifles are at the heart of the exact weapons that have no place in
0: our society. At this point, um, I don't they're think... They're combat weapons, and yeah. when they're used in civilized society, they're just implements of mass murder, and there's nothing else right. to and describe it. been used to shoot the police. <laughs> Precisely.
1: And the police are even worried about uh, bullets that are called body-piercing, you know, armored bullets right? Uh, that they want banned. Um So when Donald Trump talks about, quote, leadership in Washington with the suggestion that Obama is somehow responsible for all of this, it's really kind of nonsense. I mean, I agree that things have spiraled a little bit out of control over the past couple of weeks, but let's be clear about these, these killers of the police. These were both trained killers by the United States military how inconvenient uh, to mention that one served in Afghanistan and the other one served in Iraq. They are African-American racists. They belong to either cult groups or are sort of lone wolf assassins, that's quite clear, who have offensive ideas of uh, how society is organized, and they could be purveyors and perpetrators of right-wing white hate groups. They believe the same thing. They want a race war. And Donald Trump has played a big role in exacerbating these racial tensions.
0: Uh, So has Rudy Giuliani. Yes. Who will be speaking tonight. I mean, his call last week... To, uh, he wants to denounce the Black Lives Matter movement by saying, this is absurd, patently racist, Hispanic lives matter, Asian lives matter. Well, duh, dude. We we all know that all lives matter, but the point that's being made by the Black Lives Matter movement is that uh, all too often uh, police officers do not behave as though black lives did matter. And right. now that there are sophisticated recording devices that you know everyone has in their pocket that you can we can see this stuff you you know it's happened for years uh if you're honest with yourself uh and now we see the weekly uh, recurrence of this um this is something that from its standpoint law enforcement needs to take very seriously and to improve upon uh, probably uh the bar needs to be set higher uh and the pay needs to be cr- increased Uh, to encourage the right kind of people to become police officers.
1: Yeah, and Giuliani, of course, made he's already given the speech uh, that he's going to give tonight a couple of, uh, well, about a week ago. But uh, the New York Times' editorial, he spoke last Sunday, by the way, in which he said, quote, we've got to hear from the black community, unquote is how and what they are doing amongst themselves about the crime problem in the black community. We wonder, do black lives matter or only the very few black lives that are killed by white policemen? Well, yes and no. (laughs) And Giuliani, of course, you know, it's interesting that just this past week— Uh, We have an academic study uh, by apparently a brilliant new uh, statistician named Roland Fryer, which says analysis finds no racial bias in lethal force, but a new study confirms that black men and women are treated differently in the hands of law enforcement. They are more likely to be touched, handcuffed, pulled to the ground, or pepper sprayed, by a police officer, even after accounting for how, where, and when they encountered the police. This from the 12th of July, New York Times, courtesy of Amanda Cox and Kwok Trung Bui. Uh, this gentleman looked at police statistics, and this, of course, is part of the problem that I'll get to in a second, Looked at police statistics from Houston, Austin, Texas, Dallas, Los Angeles, Orlando, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, and four other counties in Florida. Um, Not a perfect cross-section of the United States, but certainly a valid one. And part of the problem is the statistics are incomplete. It is troubling to learn, by the way, that the CDC has been prohibited from gathering statistics about deaths by guns. This was written in as a writer as part of a, a bill a long time ago by a congressman from Arkansas named Dickey, who has now stepped forward saying, Well, I didn't intend this to actually prevent the CDC from gathering data about. The health problems and the and the societal impact of gun violence. I just wanted the NRA's money for my re-election campaign. Right, and of course he was a Southern <laughs> congressman uh, from Arkansas. Um, the FBI, by the way, collects statistics. Their statistics are incomplete because they rely on voluntary reporting, <laughs> which strikes me as somewhat inadequate. Uh, There can be no question that there are corrupt police departments in the United States. Um, When I was growing up as a kid, one of the most racially divisive political figures that I can remember remember was Mayor Frank Rizzo. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, former cop. (laughs) And, of course, it's bizarre that Donald Trump would now start using the phrase law and order. Brought to you by Richard Tricky Dick Nixon. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Donald Trump, his campaign has resembled more of George Wallace's variety of fear, anger, paranoia, hatred, um, and amnesia uh, on his part. Because uh, let's remember in 1968, George Wallace got 13% of the vote, Richard Nixon won. The Electoral College, you got 43% of the vote. Hubert Humphrey was the compromised Democratic nominee after Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. Um, But these um, shootings in the United States, as Barack Obama rightly pointed out in his speech last week, things are bad, but they were much worse. We had race riots in the 1960s. That were often connected to uh, urban uh, income inequality and police violence. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Detroit race riots from 1967, July of 67, were specifically connected to uh, police uh, misconduct, as were the Watts riots in Los Angeles in 65. Uh, these protests that are occurring on the streets are legal, whether they're wise. Whether they're enlightening the public, we don't know, Uh, but in no way, shape, or form are there any Americans except the most deranged that would approve of assassinating the police as some sort of response to the tragic events
0: that have been occurring. Well, and of course, part of the confusion on the ground in Texas on the day of the Dallas shooting— thing you don't want to have to say uh, ever, uh, Dallas shooting in Dallas, uh, was the open carry. Sure. A lot of people had open carry. And as you pointed out last week, none of those took the shooter down. And that is also a problem in Baton Rouge. And I might add, by the way, that
1: one of the big failures of the media in the last couple of weeks is lumping the Minnesota incident with the Baton Rouge incident. These are entirely different examples of police misconduct. The Baton Rouge incident, I think, has some elements of possibly a police murder. The Minnesota incident was a selfie after the fact. What the Minnesota incident did was it showed the brutality and the reality of being shot. But let's face facts. This young lady turned the camera on after the man had been shot, and her commentary to her cell phone, this is a selfie, This is not an account of the the police shooting. We don't know exactly what happened. And we have no idea what happened before the actual shooting. The police are in a bad position in the United States because of the proliferation of guns. Because the the public have guns that can take them down. And it's the perception of guns. And I mentioned this last week that, that black wallets and even cell phones can look like a gun. I mentioned why I took off one night as a cab driver, picking up a night ride in a, in a position where I, didn't, I couldn't see what the guy was pulling out of his pocket. And there had been armed robberies in that area. You, you don't know. And you cannot judge people how they're going to react in these panicky situations where you do literally have split seconds to decide what is going to happen. I don't know, and I have not made any final conclusions about the Minnesota event, but that's being investigated. And it's been pointed out over and over that the public are going to give the police the benefit of the doubt in these kinds of trials. That's how the system works. Of course there are racist police Uh, departments in the United States that uh, unnecessarily harass people. I even have the feeling sometimes that Ann Arbor is over-policed a bit uh, with traffic stops. And of course, we can make the argument, quite persuasively, I believe, that the police have been used in various jurisdictions around the country to raise money for local government. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And that this is directed at indigent people. And that people are actually spending time in jail when they can't pay fines for petty offenses in which the letter of the law says, well, you know, you owe $500 for this infraction. Um, or jail. And, and Donald Trump, getting back to his wit and wisdom, because he has neither, this is a boorish man. He's rude. He's a, he's a goon. He is exploiting uh, fear and anger and insecurity and whatever you want to call it in a blatant attempt to get votes. And it's interesting, by the way, that there was a kind of a late report today uh, from the floor of the convention that there's been a bit of an uprising on the rules committee about voting for Trump. The Never Trump movement is Mm -hmm. not dead yet. Now, I'm sure that it will perish sometime this week, but Donald Trump is no unifier. He's not going to be in any position, even if he gets elected, to, quote, unify this country, since he has made blatantly racist and really ignorant uh, statements for months. The whole campaign has been based on his uh, focus and over-focus on immigration, and his solutions are ludicrous on their face. I ran into a Trump supporter in a bar about six weeks ago following one of the basketball games that I'd watched. And I actually listened to this moron after I queried him about, are you going to join the Donald Trump SS? The SS. That's what it will take for Donald Trump to fulfill his commitment to deport 12 million people. How did that work for Adolf Hitler when he went into Eastern Europe? That's what the SS did. And, and you know, it's not just... I mean, it's outrageous that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has to make an apology for her comment that probably was misguided in terms of her position, she was doing an interview, and, well, guess what? She answered the question. <laughs> Big deal. Poor Donald Trump. He's a faker. Oh. He, he has to, she has to apologize. Donald Trump is, is so injured. His bruised ego and his hair has just sort of sagged just a little bit because <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg said he's a faker and not qualified to be president of the United States. Well, here's my little violin for Donald Trump. And of course, you know, immediately everybody jumped on the bandwagon, demanded the apology. She did it. When has Donald Trump apologized for anything he said
0: in 12 months of running for president? I think Maybe the closest was uh, when he sort of... Really, more backed away than apologized for his comments about the Fox uh, commentator.
1: Oh, right, he had he had the makeup, the blood everywhere, The makeup thing. sex interview with Meg and Kelly. Right, <laughs> ridiculous. And then, of course, the media said, "Oh, wow, well, he was he was reasonable tonight." Whatever. I mean, tr- Trump is never reasonable. I mean, it's a, it's it's interesting that you know, watching Trump divide the Republican Party. Let's remember Donald Trump didn't even get 50 percent of the Republican votes. They have rules that say winner take all in some of these states. That's why he got the nomination. That's why there's
0: a fight over the rules. Now, I think he might have prevailed. Well, regarding fights over the rules, uh, it's interesting the way that uh, broadcast journalism has changed the way it covers conventions. You used to get sort of gavel-to-gavel coverage of sure. the events of the day, and you'd see these little Rules, skirmishes, rules, uh, skirmishes uh, develop throughout the course of the week, but you're only getting second, third-hand, you know, accounts of this, and there is no sense of what's actually happening there. You just have to wait for somebody to tell you that something has happened.
1: Yeah, and of course, you know, one of the more interesting fights. I saw a uh, an article a week ago featuring former governor of Michigan, John Engler who is chairman of the Business Roundtable, a lobbying group that uh, promotes American business abroad.
0: Bigwigs. He probably sits in the middle of that roundtable and just sort of pivots and turns and yeah. sees everybody on the outer edge. He's uh, he's robo-roundtable chairman.
1: Uh, talking about the damage of Trump's ideas regarding trade, in March, by the way, Donald Trump, who's been picking a fight with the Chamber of Commerce, This is Thomas Donahue, the chairman of the United States Chamber of Commerce, a rock-ribbon Republican entity for all intents and purposes. In March, he said that Donald Trump has very little idea about what trade really is, he told Bloomberg Television. The chamber's analysis showed that Donald Trump's proposed tariffs would strip us of about three and a half million jobs. <laughs> now, what is Trump going to say about that in his acceptance speech later in the week? And what is Mike Pence going to say? <laughs> we have a VP nominee. It's Mike Pence. Mr. Yeah. Excitement. I'll give Donald Trump Mr. credit.
0: Talk Radio.
1: I'll give him credit for, for Mike Pence. Mike Pence was a, was a safe pick. It's not going to rock the, rock the boat. Ninety percent of Americans have no idea who he is. Of course, he's a dyed in the wall evangelical Christian Republican who's got extreme positions on abortion. Oh, and the interesting phrase, religious liberty. Hmm. Indiana passed one of those laws that said if you don't want to serve as gay people... You don't have to. You can invoke freedom of religion to discriminate. What kind of nonsense is that?
0: Well, it's Mike Pence nonsense. It's certainly not very Christian Christianity.
1: Now, he is, to his credit, I think a mature individual. Uh, He will be the adult on the duo, the dynamic duo. I don't know whether um, Donald Trump considers himself Batman or the boy Wonder but Mike oh Pence he's
0: Batman all the way
1: It's <laughs> definitely the the adult in the room wait a minute Batman <laughs> let's not do that Holy Fort Wayne Batman <laughs> We're in Indiana still uh Pence by the way endorsed Cruz in the Indiana primary but Indiana was uh Ted Cruz's Rubicon. And there were even some late reports that Cruz was considering the vice presidential pick. And there are even reports that Chris Christie is weeping in his milkshake tonight. <laughs> as he's been looked over. But Donald Trump did the analysis and said, I don't even think Christie can carry New Jersey for me. His approval ratings are below 20%. Well, Mike Pence was in a little trouble in Indiana for his... Positions lately. But it shows that Donald Trump is in a panic. He has to pick somebody from Indiana. Of course, the last VP nominee from Indiana was the ever so dynamic
0: Dan Quayle. The boy wonder. Yeah, the original boy wonder. The, uh, well, not the original impeachment insurance. That might have been Spiro Agnew. But uh, it was definitely an element of impeachment insurance there with DQ. Now, Mike Pence, to his credit, comes across on television as
1: mature and adult. He smiles well. He's calm. He gives a good interview. He does. That's a strength. But I can't see uh, Mike Pence being a big attack dog for Donald Trump. I think Mike Pence is going to think about Mike Pence. And that this is a stepping stone for his next career Mm -hmm. move, which is to run for president in 2020. Um, He realizes he is going to be considered to be a reliable, conservative, evangelical, Christian, Republican. And four-fifths of them in a new poll say they're going to vote for Donald Trump. So I don't even know why. It doesn't help Trump politically, and it doesn't hurt him. It's a sort of a, you know, roll the dice and
0: roll a seven. You know, it's a a very, very safe pick. It's a calculated pick in that sense. I mean, Christie would have been a suicide move. Ditto Newt Gingrich.
1: Yeah, particularly when Newt Gingrich came out and and made all those asinine comments about Sharia law and, quote, a religious test Mm. in which we go around the country and query Muslims about whether or not they believe in Sharia, and then if they do, they should be deported. Well,
0: are we going to do that with Christians? <laughs> well, of course, yeah, that's the, the last strongest leg of the Republican Party is the fundamentalist Christian wing, um, and the continued trafficking and status, anxiety, and resentment is the only real card they've got to play. But I hope the television gets
1: better than, than tonight's lineup of... Chachi, uh, Donald Trump's wife, Rudy Giuliani, and, yeah, I don't and even
0: the Duck Dynasty guy. Man, that's... hope for... Uh, remember uh, how amazing Clint Eastwood's speech to the empty chair was? Oh, yeah. That was kind of a classic. Didn't really work out for old mittens, but... Uh... There's
1: going to be a lot of empty chairs tonight. <laughs> I think there will be, actually. Be people walking out of the room from uh, boredom. I don't know what... I mean, these are not. I mean, you know, I understand that the wife of the nominee is given a slot. Great, that's part of the pro forma aspect of these. It is part pageant. Conventions. Uh, these conventions continue to baffle me, in the sense that they do not provide drama. I'm afraid that what the media are looking for is
0: conflict in the streets. That's uh, unfortunately, wh- yeah. I think, what they're sort of, as you say, hoping for, uh, because there isn't going to be much of a story inside unless we can see these rules committee skirmishes, because that's where the P- Republican Party is sort of sorting out its dirty laundry in public. Uh, and we probably won't have the chance to see that. Uh, the more media attention there is on the chaos in the streets, the more that's going to cater to the worst elements of both of those crowds.
1: But I can't wait for Chris Christie's speech. Uh, Ted Cruz has got a, got a slot in a couple of days. Apparently all these athletes realized that this would be a career suicide move in terms of endorsements. Uh, they're backing down, backing out. Tom Brady's uh, deflating away. Well, and Tim Tebow, another person that was put on some short list, <laughs> realized that that's not a good career move for him either. So these athletes are going to be hard to find, Uh, maybe a golfer here and there. That, after all, is uh, Donald Trump's sport. But we would like to definitely thank Andrew for engineering this evening here on Gray Matters. You have been listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling, coming up next on this fine station. Chachi. Chachi. (laughs) Chachi.
0: ATL's Music Tools Collection offers you a chance to get your hands on some very uncommon, unusual, and fun musical instruments. The Music Tools Collection features musical gear that you can check out from the library, from such noted manufacturers as Moog, Korg, Mywa Dunkey, Bleep Labs, Chamber of Sounds, Critter and Guitari, and more. It's easy. All of this is available for no fee with your library card. If you don't have a card, stop by with your ID to get one today. Good music, odd music, wonderful music. Listen to Robot Pasta, its free form sprinkled with cheese. Served every Saturday from five to seven PM. Right here on WCBN.